Action Network podcast. Are you going to place a bet or what? What's going on, everybody? I am Dane Martinez, and this is another edition of the Expert's Guide to Betting. And today, we are talking about the great sport of lacrosse. And there is nobody better for me to discuss lacrosse leans and angles and how to get paid than our guy, Hutton Jackson. Hutton, how are you doing so far today? I'm doing well. Happy to talk some lacrosse, especially from a bank perspective. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so exciting, right? Because there's so many different forms of lacrosse, you know, men's and women's different leagues out there. But first, ground us a little bit, Hutton. I mean, what is it about lacrosse that you like betting? And how long have you been doing it? What makes you an expert in this space? Yeah, so I've uh, played lacrosse most of my life, uh, enjoyed watching it, enjoyed watching the pro game specifically, um, which is still starting to grow. Um, But yeah, after like, you know, being a fan for a while, uh, betting actually wasn't really introduced until three years ago. And that was the, with the Premier Lacrosse League. Um, they got a betting partnership with DraftKings. They were the first to offer lines in 2020. Um, since then, more sports books have gotten into it. There's really four or five main players um, right now, but it hasn't really been around, at least online wise, um, you know, for that very long. So it's kind of a new emerging market, but that kind of gives us advantages at betters as well to, you know, maybe hit some softer lines and find some advantages. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you talk about a new market, right, Hutton, or you say softer lines. And when we talk about other sports, for example, especially say the NFL, right, everybody and their mother is betting football on a fall weekend. And that causes all the lines to get very, very sharp. It is very hard to find value with some of the big sports. And I know a lot of sharp people say it is sometimes the niche sports or the smaller conferences where you as a better, someone who really understands the subject subject matter or the conference or the sport can actually be almost on even footing with the book because they don't have the bandwidth to, you know, kind of actually mm-hmm. research and analyze everything. Would you say lacrosse fits into that category? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a good example was at the start of the season, uh, you know, the preseason a few months out before um, the game started, you had all the future odds and there's only eight teams for the PLL. Um, and one of the teams was getting plus 2000 odds, which is, you know, kind of a uh, long odds for 18 league, but they historically haven't had much success the past three years. Um, so the sports books were kind of, you know, down on them, set them as the longest odds. And, uh, you know, me and some of my you know friends, we were like, well, the Chrome reloaded in the off season. They're a younger team than they were in the previous seasons. So we hit that, you know, right early on and quickly it moved, but you know, that just shows an example of the sports books, you know, not really knowing how to price it sometimes because it dropped from plus 2000 quickly to, plus 1200. And I think they realized, okay, you know, maybe this team has a bit of a chance. And with only eight teams, you know, every team has a pretty good chance of winning the championship. Seven teams make the playoffs. So, um, you know, there's really ways you can find some advantages if you kind of know what to look for, both from, you know, paying attention to offseason news, but also just knowing that with, you know, everyone but one team making the playoffs, there's a good chance that that team could still win the championship. Okay, so there is hope for us if we are a new better into the lacrosse space. But I got to ask you, you know, every sport has some of its own unique challenges, right? Like when we're betting soccer, there's a three-way line, you know, in the NBA, everybody kind of makes a run. What is uniquely challenging about betting the sport of lacrosse? Yeah, so we mentioned the Premier Lacrosse League, which has been around for three years, but college lacrosse, uh, men's lacrosse has only been around for really a year. Um, They did offer lines late in the 2021 season, but for a full season, it was only this past season. And then the NLL, the indoor lacrosse league, which is a very different type of sport. um, They just offered betting lines for the first time this season. So 
Um, because it's so new and because these variations of the sport are very different, um, you can't really take the same approach. So uh, mm-hmm. essentially college men's lacrosse, the pro version is the PLL, but it's a shorter field. There's a, you know, a shorter shot clock. There's a two point arc. So that means you can score two pointers where men's uh, college lacrosse, there's only actually one point goals. So that's a little bit of a nuance. And then the indoor league itself is almost more akin to hockey um, on a field in an arena. And there's only shorter sticks and a shorter shot clock even. So it's more up and down the, the floor and stuff. So there's some variation. So although you can kind of examine the sports and kind of take away similar things, um, you have to kind of approach them differently with a different mindset. Um, and it's kind of interesting to do so too, because you actually have players playing in the indoor league, which is takes place during the winter and in the outdoor league. Um, so some of the best play in both leagues, despite the variation of the sport being completely different. Oh, wow. That's really interesting. And, you know, for me, it, to me, it's kind of like if you're about to start a fantasy football league, you have mm-hmm. to know your settings, right? You have yes. to know exactly how points are scored, what it may be slanted to. And you mentioned things like, you know, shot clock. You mentioned things about how it's actually scored. Are there some where totals are dramatically different than others? Yeah, actually, ironically, the totals range around the same despite oh. the rule differences. But um, they tend to range from like 21 to and a half to 24 and a half. The PLLs are a little bit higher, but the PLL actually has um, a shorter field and they actually have the two point arc and the games are only 48 minutes, whereas mm-hmm. the college game, it's 60 minutes, um, but it's a bit of a longer field. Possessions are a little bit more drawn out because of the long shot clock. So it kind of evens out that way, but you definitely can't approach them the same um, because of those variations, even though the totals do range around the same. And then the indoor league. Because the shot clocks are so qu- quicker, um, you'd think there'd be more scoring, but actually there's a little bit less because the goalies have more padding. The nets are actually smaller. So those totals around are end up around 20 and a half, 21 and a half, sometimes as high as 22 and a half, rarely. But, um, you know, it, it's kind of interesting, even though there's different rule sets, that's kind of the range that the totals tend to be, despite, um, you know, very, very different key difference between the sports yeah and even with like a different size net and the padding that the goalies would wear it does create kind of a different variable but you got to make sure you know what it is that you're betting know the rules so let's get into it a little bit Hutton. like when we get into the season as we are about to what would you say is kind of your routine day by day to kind of understand the matchups understand who's hot who's not who's injured and where your leans might be take us into your process for betting lacrosse day by day yeah so i like to you know just pay attention to news throughout the day um the nice thing about the premier lacrosse league is that there's only four games each week um and they're actually playing in the same location so they spread out those games you're not getting any games taking place at the same time which is nice as a fan and a better because you can actually watch all of them if you have the time so I like to watch all the games. Uh, usually when I'm watching the games live, though, I prefer to focus on live betting, which actually has a lot of advantages as well. I know we'll kind of talk about that a little bit later, but just because there's a lot of runs in lacrosse, it's similar to basketball in the fact that, you know, a team can go on a, a large run and then um, kind of concede a run as well. So, and the fact that there's face-offs after each possession can give teams an advantage and they can kind of score back-to-back goals uh-huh. if they win that face-off. So that's one of the nuances too, but day-to-day, I like watching the games live and then Monday, Tuesday, I'll actually usually rewatch those games, look for more specific player matchups, see what schemes teams are kind of showing against them. And since there's only eight teams, these teams get to play each other sometimes multiple times. So that kind of helps you as the season progresses. You can kind of see how they, you know, play against a certain defense, whether one defense is rolling out more of a zone look, maybe, you know, in lacrosse, a lot of times there have defenses where they're quick to slide if, uh, you know, a guy gets beat where other defenses prefer to just let their matchups kind of on an island. So 
very different, you know, schematic things that you kind of look for and study Monday, Tuesday, and then Wednesday, you usually get the injury news come out. So that's when I, I like to bet, you know, games that I think there's, uh, you know, an advantage early. Then when injury news comes out, that's when I'll kind of hit things that I was kind of waiting on that news for. And then I rarely bet like right before, unless we get last minute, you know, player injury news, then that kind of can affect it. But um, I tend to wait, you know, towards we get game time. And then once the games are live, you can actually get some advantages too. If a team you really like goes down three goals, but you think, you know, they can kind of come back from that. You can sometimes get a more advantageous line. So wait, let me follow up on something you mentioned earlier in that answer when talking about what's interesting about lacrosse. You mentioned that all the teams are in the same venue on Mm -hmm. a given weekend. I mean, in most other sports, there is the quote unquote home field or home court advantage and people know it, right? It's around three Mm -hmm. points in the NFL. You could take it in different sports based on the arena, but that's almost a moot point. How, how is it, is there no home field court advantage and how does that play into to, uh maybe betting a team yeah so unlike you know the national lacrosse league which is played in arenas in different cities the indoor league the pll is a touring based model so they hey. go from different city to city each week and it does eliminate that home field advantage um and the crowd sizes don't get so, so big either that it would really sway either way but um that isn't a unique thing about it that you know there is no home field advantage so a lot of these teams are very even keel since there's so much parity in the league um, you know, any team can kind of beat any team. And that's why you see a lot of one and a half lines, almost like a run line or a puck line in hockey and baseball. Um, you see usually just a one and a half. It's rare you get a two and a half. We haven't seen any three and a half since the first year when they were trying to figure out how to price it. And um, that's just because these teams are pretty tight. And um, actually, you know, underdogs against the spread right now are hitting at a 69% over the past two seasons. Um, and even underdog money line, uh, you know, underdogs, are hitting, I believe, at uh, around a 44% clip, which isn't bad when you're getting plus money on a lot of those plays. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Even kind of leaning towards that underdog, they don't even have to deal with kind of going into that favorite and the den with their fans and all of that. So interesting to note for sure. This is the Action Network's Experts Guide to Betting Lacrosse. Dane Martinez and Hutton Jackson here discussing how you can get paid while betting lacrosse this year. So Here's my question, Hutton. You know, we mentioned that maybe softer lines, right, or not as much handle when it comes to lacrosse as some of the big four sports. And Mm -hmm. if you're trying to research, you know, the NBA or Major League Baseball, you probably have plenty of sources and know exactly where to go. But Hutton, I would ask you, where are there good sources of information when trying to get the edge betting lacrosse? Like, where do you go? What are some good resources to share? Yeah. So unlike, you know, a lot of other sports where there's beat reporters, there's not too many. There's a lot of people that cover the sport for USA Lacrosse Magazine and Inside Lacrosse. So following those guys are, you know, really good. But for the most part, going to the PLL specific site page um, where they have their stats and stuff is usually the best way to go. And they actually have another um, separate advanced analytics page as well that kind of dives in more into, you know, matchup specific things or efficiencies on offense and defense. I mean, even like possession ending events, which is kind of good if you want to know whether it's an advantageous matchup, you know, for a goalie to hit their saves prop. Um, If they're going up against a team that tends to shoot a lot, but also tends to have a lot of possessions end in cleaner, messy saves, you can kind of, you know, gauge that this goalie might, you know, see a lot of shots and have that opportunity to make those saves. So that's kind of the best resource. Uh, Joe Keegan is a guy with the PLL who actually writes a 10 man ride newsletter that comes out each week. And that's really nice because he actually kind of, you know, breaks down a lot of these games and these matchups, not only the ones that happened the week prior, but looking ahead as well. So 
really just following you know the team accounts and uh, the PLL stat pages are the best way to kind of get all those that information that you need when betting the PLL. So Hutton, you mentioned a few things that really piqued my interest. One, that there's a lot of parity, you say here, in the PLL, and also this idea of no home field advantage. So put all those things together and tell me, like, what is a kind of ideal betting opportunity in the PLL when you're doing your research, going through your process on a week-by-week basis? What is something that may raise an alarm for you? And when it pops up on your radar, you say, oh, that makes this game a play. Yeah, I like looking for underdogs uh, against the spread that have maybe shown, you know, that they, they've they looked good in the past week, but maybe they just hit a losing streak, um, you know, kind of just kind of gauging from what they've looked like against similar teams, too, is a good way. Um, and, you know, I kind of look for whether they're getting in a favorable, you know, plus one and a half against the spread or even, uh, you know, some nice plus money odds on the, the money line. That's kind of where I look because a lot of these games are so close that you can cash, you know, when they get the plus one and a half, or you can also cash them if they win straight up. So if you see a matchup that you like, that's kind of where I, I like to look. Um, also looking at injuries too, you know, if a key defender is out for a team or a key offensive player is out for a team, um, that can also kind of sway it a little bit. Um, I don't know if it sways, you know, the spread too much, but it could give you, you know, more of an indication whether this team's going to perform well or not. And then lastly, like face-off um, specialists are really interesting in this league because, there's a guy right now, Trevor Baptiste, who's in the candidacy for MVP, and he's facing off at 70%. And so if you like the Atlas in a game and you know they're probably going to get extra possession advantage because of Trevor Baptiste, um, that's another way you can kind of you know play it too is just knowing that teams can have possession advantages and if they're efficient on offense, that's a good combination for um, a play, whether they're underdogs or favorites. You know, so – One of the other things that have been growing here across all sports, Hutton, Mm -hmm. is the idea of betting a game live. You know, you get all the data, you get all the trends, right? But then you see with your own two eyes what is happening. And in many other sports, you can kind of get a sense of the run of play, a sense if one team is dominating another, a sense if the dam is going to break, as it were. Is it kind of the same in lacrosse? Are there teams that go on a run? You mentioned after a goal, they're still being a face-off, so maybe you have the opportunity opportunity to string possessions together what does it look like to bet lacrosse live yeah like I said there's a lot of runs in lacrosse so you know sometimes if I see a matchup that I like a certain team but I'm like you know I don't know if plus one and a half goals is going to be enough or maybe this their money line odds aren't you know favorable at the time um, sometimes I'll, I'll wait you know bet it live and see if they do go down you know a couple goals and um, you've seen that a lot with certain teams like the cannons recently they were down and you were able to get plus three and a half where they opened up at plus one and a half before the game. Um, and you're able to get plus three and a half. And I ended up jumping on that and they ended up only losing by a goal at the end. So you, you can see teams kind of go on these runs. Another interesting thing with betting lacrosse too, is teams tend to start fast. And so a lot of these goal totals are 23 and a half, 24 and a half. But if you see a game and you're like, okay, there's a lot of scoring right now, but you know, you think it's going to slow down. Sometimes you can get like a 29 and a half, 30 and a half, which you'll never get pregame wise, but, uh, you know, live they'll offer that. And usually I like to hit those unders because teams tend to slow down the second half. They get a little bit more, um, settled in their offensive set. They, they don't rush it. They don't go to the cage as much. Um, and you know, that's more anecdotal than anything, but you can really see kind of, you know, whether these goals that teams are putting away, like I mentioned the cannons water dogs game that happened, there was 13 goals in the first quarter, just didn't look sustainable for the rest of the game. You end up getting a 29 and a half. And if you bet that it, it was ended up being, closer down to the wire than you probably want to, but you still hit that under just because 
um, you could tell that the teams weren't going to keep that production up throughout the rest of the game. All right. And then when you're betting lacrosse, mm-hmm. what is like the highest high? What is really the adrenaline? What is that context where it happens? You're like, yeah, I'm so glad that I am betting lacrosse and nailed this one. Is it a team coming back? Is it that plus money dog that you talked about? Is it seeing a team live that's about to go on a run? What would you describe as kind of like the high, the juice, the adrenaline from betting lacrosse? Yeah, I think it's, you know, maybe taking a a team like the Chrome this year have um, had a lot of comebacks, mostly in the third and fourth quarter. And you can sometimes get them, you know, if they're down four goals, but you think, you know, they, they kind of have that, you know, that run in them that's going to come soon. You can get them, you know, maybe 250 on the money line, whereas they were opening up, you know, at best, maybe plus 125. And uh, betting them, you know, early before that run happens and then seeing them win, that's like a great high. I also like, you know, betting lower totals, like 21 and a half, 22 and a half when you get them going over on that. And then seeing if you can actually set yourself up for a middle um, in the game too, where, you know, maybe there's a lot of scoring in the first, second quarter, but you think, okay, it's going to slow down a little bit. Now the live total is 29 and a half, 30 and a half. You can sometimes, you know, cash on an over as well as an under in the same game. So um, got to be careful, you know, a little bit with that, but um, definitely fun to, to kind of cash both those bets sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Getting middles, getting plus money on both sides. Then you could just walk away, go eat dessert Mm -hmm. and know that you have made some money. Now, I always say, Hutton, I don't always have to be the smartest guy in the room, but if I know the person who is, it could be just as good. So if people going into this lacrosse season want to follow some of your bets, how can they find who you like on a weekend in the PLL? Yeah, you can follow me at Hutton Jackson on Twitter, as well as Hutton Jackson on the Action Network app. I have all my plays in there. I was doing it manually. And the nice thing about the Action app now is the BetSync feature. You have it for BetMGM. They just rolled it out for DraftKings. And those are the two main sports books that offer lacrosse lines and props. So the nice thing about that is I can place my bets on either of those sports books and they automatically populate now in the Action app. So you can follow me there, have all my plays there. I post analysis also on the Action Network uh, website as as well as the app. Um, And like I said, you know, if you are interested in getting in and tracking your bets and seeing how your product you progress throughout the season, definitely, you know, link those uh, bet sync features to your phone on the app. And uh, definitely you can it, it's very advantageous, I think, to be able to track your bets and track your progress. I think it's one of the greatest things about the action app. No, absolutely. And you mentioned the Action app, and this reminds me to tell everybody to go ahead and download the Action Network app right now. Make sure to also subscribe to us on the Action Network YouTube channel as we continue to give you insights, leans, and the Experts Guide. This has been another edition of the Experts Guide, this time how to bet the great sport of lacrosse. And remember, follow us all unless of course you are allergic to money for my guy Hutton Jackson I am merely the spitting statistician Dane Martinez we'll see you next time as we continue the experts guide series have a great one